0: This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast is brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Yep, Shiny Side Up is back to physical events for 2023. With eight talk series events in Invercargill, Queenstown, Nelson, Napier, Gisborne, Whanganui, Rotorua and Auckland, and two bike fest events in Carpeti and Whangarei, this year is gonna be awesome. If you haven't been before, you have no idea what you're missing out on. With stunt riders, show and shine, New Zealand police displays, and a whole lot more, it's a celebration of all things motorcycling. All events will have presentations from the likes of Kevin Williams, Dave Moss, Dr. Chris Hurran, and Chaotic Blonde, plus a whole lot more. To find out more about Shiny Side Up, go to shinysideup.co.nz, motonz.com, or check out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine at KiwiRider.co.nz. We'll see you there! Right, on with the podcast. Welcome to High Beam. A BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast produced by Kiwi Rider, celebrating 40 years of GS. Join us at the GS Rally, Wided Upper, November 2020, in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GS Rally NZ. That's G S R A L L Y E N Z. Hello and welcome to episode twelve of High Beam, a Kiwi Rider podcast production in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. In this series, we've talked to GS riders from all over New Zealand, and we've looked at where the GS badge came from, from way back in the late seventies, early eighties, with the R80G/S, and moving on to the R100GS. And now we look at the latest iteration of the top of the Monte BMW R1250 GS Adventure. This story from June 2019, Volume 1 of Kiwi Rider, written by Ben Wilkins and Jock McLaughlin. BMW's R1250 GS Adventure is a big bike that likes to party. So we took it for a lap of Mount Taranaki. Initial thoughts by Ben Wilkins. Second Opinion by Jock McLaughlin BMW's r 1250 GS Adventure, or GSA for short, is a big, big bike, a behemoth among its adventure motorcycling brethren. Take a moment to cast your gaze forwards over the seat from the back of the bike. It's simply gigantic. To be honest, I wasn't particularly looking forward to riding it. There's just so much of it. A couple of weeks before, I'd had a blast riding out to Napier to watch Nitro Circus aboard the standard GS, which is no small motorcycle in itself. Downstate Highway 5 through Taraweta, it felt fast and confident. I'd had so much fun on the smaller bike by comparison, I expected the 19kg heavier GSA to be quite frankly, a bus. Despite my misgivings, Jock McLaughlin reckoned the big GS was a real hoot after he'd had a quick spin on it. A couple of mates were planning a weekend lap of Mount Taranaki, heading down through the Forgotten World Highway, overnight at Oppanaki, breakfast in New Plymouth, and then spin back up along the curving greatness of State Highways 3 and 39. I figured a decent trip with some motorway, twisty, uppy, downy, sealy stuff, and some gravel would be an excellent test of the new GSA, so I tagged along for the ride. Firstly, let's talk about the engine. I'll throw some numbers at you. 268 kgs fueled up, 30 litres of 95, this bike is auto sensing from 91 to 98 Ron, 890 millimetres of seat height in the low setting, 100 kilowatts or 136 horsepower of stump pulling power courtesy of the 143 newton metres of torque. It's a tall, heavy, rather powerful portion of Bavarian Bratwurst. Before we get into the riding nitty-gritty though, let's take a look at what's new for the 2019 model. The heart of the GSA is the same new shift cam engine that's in the 1250GS. It features variable valve timing for good torque and power at all revs, and asynchronous valve stroke on the intake side of things. According to BMW, having one valve open further than the others promotes cylinder filling, which improves efficiency. I won't let the cat out of the bag quite yet but the fuel economy of this big adventure machine opened our eyes quite a bit. How about the electronics I hear you asking? Well, testers Pete and Jock have already waxed lyrical about the gorgeous full-colour 6.5-inch TFT display in the test of the 1250GS in the previous issue. You can read all about that. We'll link that story along with this story in the description of this podcast episode. All I'll add is that it's easy to read in the brightest conditions, automatically switches between day and night modes according to ambient light, and tells you how many kilometres until empty, what the tyre pressures are, and much more. The controls interface for adjusting the suspension and rider modes is intuitive compared to most manufacturers systems. Switching off ABS and traction control is extremely simple via a single button on the switch gear, and it can all be done on the fly. Here in New Zealand we get the fully loaded machine with the full complement of electronics. The GSA gets Enduro and Enduro Pro configurable riding modes on top of the standard bike's dynamic rain and road riding modes. The dynamic traction control, DTC, giving more amounts of assist depending on the lean angle. Raising the overall height of the GSA is 20mm taller suspension front and rear than on the GS, which contributes to the 40mm larger seat height. 890mm in the low position and 910mm in the higher placement. Changing the seat height is as simple as taking off the rear seat, removing the rider's seat and moving two adjusters, then putting both seats back on. At roughly 6 foot tall with longer legs, I set it in the low position and left it at that. I'm sure riders of Jock's 6 foot 2 inches stature and taller would appreciate an even taller seating position. Right, let's get into the riding of the bike. Picking up the bike from Jock's back blocks property was the first time I'd really had a good look at the new machine since the BMW Adventure launch we covered in April Volume 1 of Kiwi Rider magazine. As I said earlier, my machine of choice was the 1250GS. I'd ridden it to Hawke's Bay and back and was seriously impressed by the bike, pretty much because it looked like it was half the size of the GSA. Getting the GSA off the centre stand was a nerve wracking affair that didn't really subside with use. This is just a really big bike and that's it. Sat astride the beast, my feet were almost flat on the floor but not quite. In the taller seating position, I was on the balls of my feet and there's no way I could get it off the center stand while on the bike. I opted to use the side stand the majority of the time. Leaving Jock's place with tank bag and tail bag strapped to the bike with a mid-morning rendezvous to meet up in Cambridge with Matt, Ray and Mike, I was straight on to twi- Then it was straight on to twisty roads. This was my first surprise. The Bavarian bus didn't feel anything like its visual size would suggest. The weight and size of the bike quite literally melted away, leaving an agile, easy steering machine quite the trick. I'll come back to this later. With a couple of hundred clicks to go, I set about playing with all the settings, modes and screen positions. There's electronic suspension, dynamic ESA, which means the damping control of both the front and rear suspension units automatically adjust according to the riding state and the way the rider is riding. There's also automatic load compensation. As the first part of the trip was on the motorway, I selected comfort and road engine settings. Jock had been raving about the dynamic mode, but I wanted to get used to the normal settings before fiddling. BMW's telelever front suspension system is a system that divides riders. Jock isn't a fan. However, I was almost mesmerised by the way the fork sanctions were fluttering up and down on the motorway with not a single bump making its way through to me. Truly impressive. Motorway overtaking is a simple affair. Just leave it in top gear and wind open the throttle. There's huge amounts of grunt from this motor. Picking up the boys in a wet and misty Cambridge gave the opportunity to try the traction control on polished tar seal. Wet polished tar seal and a grunty motor don't usually mix well. BMW's traction control just works, pretty much seamlessly stopping the rear sliding under acceleration on the slippery bits. It just doesn't accelerate, sensing the merest hint of slip and dialing back the power. It was on the stretch of State Highway 4 just before Oterahonga that the first noun was applied to the GSA, waft. The GSA can only be described as a motorcycle that wafts along, quite effortlessly. With the suspension and engine both set in dynamic modes, the GSA was able to cut through the fast flowing corners in a way that you might not expect. Composed and dynamic. From Otorohonga, the forgotten world highway through everything possible at the big GS. Twists, turns, ups, downs, patches of gravel on the seal, cow shit, mud, you name it, It was all there. The GSA's motor and handling here made it feel like a big, wafty supermoto. Just absolutely hilarious fun. I wouldn't have believed this bike could be so composed while riding fast if I hadn't experienced it myself. Up next, the 12 odd kilometer section of gravel saw the GSA and Matt's little Honda CRF 250L Rally pull away from the road bikes. While the tyres were okay, A set of something like Continental's TKC 80s would have made things more sure-footed. A quick press of the ABS and TC button had both systems switched off to help in the gravel. It's only really here that the GS let its facade slip. Its weight would be noticed and felt. But the faster I rode, the better it felt. Fortune favours the brave here. The 1250 GSA runs on Bridgestone Battleaxe Adventure A41 tyres which are described by Bridgestone as 90% road and 10% off-road. They were certainly adequate for the gravel on the Forgotten World Highway, but they really shone through on the bumpy, twisty tar seal. It didn't matter if it was dusty, wet, or a mix of both. Both the front and rear tyres offered huge amounts of grip from cold. Bridgestone says the A41 has a 9% higher friction coefficient in the wet and a 5% bigger contact patch. All I know is that the tyre can be hooned on from cold, and there's a huge amount of grip. As an all-round tyre, this is a cracking OE fitment for the BMW, which would allow you to do all the road miles you like, and not have to worry too much when you get to some gravel sections. An obligatory lunch at the Republic's hotel went down well before we struck out for Opunaki via New Plymouth for the evening's beer supplies. The boys paused for fuel in Stratford, but the big GS said it had another few hundred kilometres in it before it needed a splash, so I didn't bother. The morning after, we stopped for breakfast in New Plymouth, and the only thing left to do was the long trip back to Auckland. Fueling up in New Plymouth, I wasn't sure how comfortable the seat would be for one long hit. The GSA gets a flatter rally-style seat which doesn't look like it'll be as comfortable as the seat on the smaller GS, but I can confirm it's actually very good. Despite staying seated the whole way back, I was surprised it was so comfy. The tech of the new motor gives increased fuel economy, and combined with the big tank, there's a huge range. The tank is 10 litres more capacious than the standard GS. Over the entire trip, including motorway riding, gravel riding, and fast road riding, the GSA returned a spectacular 4.6 litres to the 100k. One tank, fill up in New Plymouth, took the bike 442 kilometres beyond Helensville, above Auckland, and the trip computer reckoned it would still go another 170 kilometres. To put that into perspective, Ray's Yamaha MT-07 returned 4.5 litres to the 100k on the same trip. It's quite simply phenomenal, giving the bike a range of over 600 kilometres on a single tank. There's something about the GSA that's more than the sum of its parts. The numbers suggest a beast of a bike, but a steeper steering angle and 21mm shorter wheelbase than the standard GS give it a poise the smaller bike just can't match. If you can physically sit astride the thing and keep it upright at a standstill, then we think it's a better bike than the standard GS. It's a party on two wheels, yet still supremely comfortable for distances. In fact, the GS was dubbed the party couch at some stage throughout the weekend, after the second, or possibly third, big bot of TUI. Party on. Those words by KR editor Ben Wilkins, now for a second opinion, by KR test rider Jock McLaughlin. The BMW 1250 GSA is a stunning machine, even more so than its brilliant little brother the standard GS, despite the bigger numbers all round. While the GSA seems bigger everywhere with longer suspension travel at both ends and a much larger fuel tank, it feels no bigger to ride. It is slim through the middle and where your knees rest when sitting. As long as you don't look down and see the massive fuel tank, the illusion won't be shattered. The single greatest thing about the GSA is the engine. It's simply incredible. Smooth, settled and relaxed when necessary, then blisteringly quick when asked for, and finally, a wild wheeling rip-snorter when all the nano modes are turned off. The handling and suspension are a match for the engine, which is bloody high praise indeed. On the road, it was stable, connected, planted, and agile in equal measure, and because of this, it's grunt and effortless steering would most likely embarrass a supermoto on twisting tarmac. It's really that good. The longer suspension travel, set in dynamic mode, only seems to enhance performance on road too, At no time does the long travel seem uncontrolled or wallowy, but it is more comfortable with greater overall plushness and control both on and off-road. Of course the 1250 GSA is not just a wonderful hoon machine, it is also an amazing mile eater with every creature comfort for rider and pillion and luggage. It has excellent weather protection in the form of a multi-adjustable screen, heated hand grips, and wind deflection handguards. The TFT screen has more information than the average owner's manual, and it's super clear and easy to read. Really, for the rider who wants to travel all of New Zealand's highways and byways in awesome comfort and likes to up the pace, and maybe let it all hang out occasionally, the BMW 1250 GSA is a great choice. For full specs, photos, and a little bit more information on the BMW R1250 GS Adventure, check out Kiwi Rider Magazine from June 2019, Volume 1. This episode of High Beam was written by Kiwi Riders Ben Wilkins and Jock McLaughlin, voiced and produced by Raymond Heron, Kiwi Rider Podcast 2020. Thanks for listening to High Beam, a BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast, produced by Kiwi Rider. Celebrating 40 years of GS. Join us at the GS Rally White Upper, November 2020, in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash G S Rally N Z. That's G-S-R-A-L-L-Y-E-N-Z. This episode of Kiwi Rider podcast was brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Yep, Shiny Side Up is back to physical events for 2023 with eight talk series events in Invercargill, Queenstown, Nelson, Napier, Gisborne, Whanganui, Rotorua and Auckland and two bike fest events in Carpeti and Fangarei. This year is going to be awesome. If you haven't been before, you have no idea what you're missing out on. With stunt riders, show and shine, New Zealand police displays, and a whole lot more, it's a celebration of all things motorcycling. All events will have presentations from the likes of Kevin Williams, Dave Moss, Dr. Chris Hurran, and Chaotic Blonde, plus a whole lot more. To find out more about Shiny Side Up, go to shinysideup.co.nz, motonz.com, or check out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine at KiwiRider.co.nz. And we'll see you there. Thanks for listening.